0: C-J-A-M. C-J-A-M. 99.1 F-M. Reaching higher ground in Waiwiong, Windsor, Detroit. Dear listeners, as you may have heard, Meta, which owns Instagram and Facebook, is blocking Canadian access to all content created by news providers, including this radio station, in response to the Online Broadcasting Act. Access to local news and information matters to everyone, and while radio stations use their airwaves to keep you informed, we also use social media to share local news, events, and initiatives, and even content about our upcoming programming. We need you to write your MP and convey your concerns. Learn more and find a letter template for your MP on our website. Thank you for your support. Here on C Jam 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. My name is Via And I'm a And we are Absent Sounds, where each week on C Jam, we pick two albums to dive into. And as we dive into them, we tell you the stories and interesting tidbits we find along the way. And anything we think you might find interesting too. Yes. And so for today's show, uh, that song was Circle. And it comes off of the album A Healthy Earth by Pear. And it was released in 2019. Pear is a band that we have loved for very long, right? We usually... Yeah, forever, pretty much. <laughs> Since they've been around. And uh, recently we have found the CD again. It was lost. And I put it in the card. And I have this habit of wanting to play albums again before playing in the card. So I can remember what they sound like and see if they're you know, family-friendly. <laughs> Honestly, we have a really harsh audience of our parents, and if they're listening to this, we still love you, but it's hard to choose music for the car. And Pear is, is an amazing band, I think, to play for c but now we're going to test it and see if it's friendly for our parents' car. <laughs> yep, so that was the intention behind me choosing this album. We are once again going to pretend we are sitting with our parents and see what they would think as they listen. And then after playing through this album, we have the iconic album, Love, Tara, by the band Eric's Trip. This is a playthrough that I've wanted to do for some time, but I haven't uh, had the chance to do it. So we're going to do it today. Love these two albums, and I'm really excited to dive into them with you today. So starting off with A Healthy Earth, Pear is uh, a band that has been around pretty much since 2016 and around then. Um, And they're from Brooklyn via Connecticut. The band consists of Peter Kratz, sorry, Peter Katz, Tom Lombardi, and Jeremy Kinney. A lot of their songs have such an interesting rhythmic pattern and they kind of blend this indie rock, math rock, slowcore vibe to all of their work as you'll see as we go through this album the songs that Katz wrote during his college days have taken a life of their own and this lineup of musicians playing them has currently changed um, since the time that he wrote the album back in 2016 I mean where you know began the band back in 2016 Um, but somewhere between them working on their debut back then and making their sophomore album and having countless gigs Pair really found the groove that worked for them and was able to finally put A Healthy Earth out in 2019 on Tiny Engines. It was released on August 19th so just a few days ago it celebrated its anniversary. So happy birthday A Healthy Earth. We're going to begin our album playthrough with um three more songs for you well we already did begin but we have three more songs coming up next we got ollie like you and commercial you're listening to and sounds here on c Jam 99.1 fm reaching higher ground in windsor and detroit my name is weedy and we're playing through a healthy earth i At some point during college, Peter Katz had written and recorded the album by himself and got together with his friends Michael and Max in a live band. And with those three people, they made a little album by the end of college in 2015 that they had recorded with Jeremy. The reason this is uh, important, you'll see, is because Jeremy Kinney comes up again. Jeremy Kinney mixed and mastered their self-titled album after a while, Tom came in and their drummer had to drop out before one tour. So they started doing it as a tour until the end of tour when they came in through Hudson Valley area. Cats called Jeremy who had mixed and mastered the album. So he figured that Jeremy would be familiar with this album. He had agreed and they practiced once did four shows together and it was great. So they stayed consistent over the next couple of years. And since that time, Peter Katz and Jeremy and you know the rest of the guys have been compiling songs for the next record. And when they really started writing, recording, and finishing everything in the winter of 2017, they, then they finished the album in January later that year. The album we're talking about is none other than A Healthy Earth by Pear. That was released in 2019 of August on August 16th. And uh, that's the album we're diving into today here on Absent Sounds. You're listening to C-Jam 99.1 FM, the only place where you will get alternative music like Pear, which is not something you hear every day. Pear is a band from, is are they from, they're from Connecticut, Brooklyn-ish. And uh, we uh, just finished playing the songs Ollie, Like You, and Commercial. One fun idea that the band had for this album was what they call musical puns. Now, what's a musical button? That's when you take something that's happening in the lyrics and try to reflect it in the music. Now, personally, I would think that's maybe like pathetic fallacy in music. I don't know. But toward the very end of the first song that we heard, Circle, they do a little chord progression that's the circle of fifths. And that's one of Peter Katz's favorite um, parts of the album. You also hear um, that they, that you know, The beginning of that song, too, before any instruments come in, there's a recording of uh, Lombardi scribbling with a pen. They mixed it in with the record of, you know, also with Peter, cats walking around in a circle. They tried to keep those little details mixed in throughout this record. Other songs throughout the album usually do keep the same tonal coloring, but in different ways. Another example of that is in the song Ollie, which was the first song we played in this little set. Um which gets its name from Peter Katz's dog. And during this tune, you hear a really hyperactive bass clarinet solo, which is supposed to reflect the energy of said puppy. It's meant to be Ollie, which is so cute, and I love it. I also love the name Ollie. Maybe it's because I love Roly Poly Ollie and any names with O's and that have I-E at the end. But um, we're going to keep going down uh, through the album. Got a few more stuff for you. We're about halfway fair um next up we're going to play don't multiverse and joke this is not a joke you're listening to have some sounds here on c playing for the album a healthy earth by pear
1: JOHN
2: Design of this plan It's not meant to help it. it's not here to hold you It's not here to be your friend It's not here to tend you
3: Okay, but you know what I've been hearing? You know how I feel, Daria. You're gloomy. I knew I could talk to you, Daria. You're always miserable. Tragedy hits the school and everyone thinks of me. The popular guy died and now I'm popular because I'm the misery chick. But I'm not miserable. I'm just not like them. You're listening to Jam 99.1 FM. Your voice of the underground
4: since
2: 1983. White My name is Francis Baptiste. I'm an indigenous songwriter who's doing my part to preserve my language through modern indie folk songs. The native language of my people has been classified as endangered. I invite you to learn about our culture. Join me on this artistic journey of exploring and preserving my heritage. Search my name, Francis Baptiste, on all streaming platforms, or visit FrancisBaptiste.com.
0: Hey there, I hope you're having a good afternoon, evening, or good night wherever you happen to be at this moment. You're listening to and Sounds here on CJM 99.1 on the FM dial. We're currently playing through the album A Healthy Earth by Pear, and those three songs were don't multiverse and joke i'm off of the album that was released back in 2019 this is one of my really it's a really beloved album and i am so excited to be playing it with you here on the show where my twin sister we as mom, and i dive into our favorite some of our favorite albums uh each week here on c jam and take you through the tracks and as we go along we'll share any interesting tidbits or stories we think you'd really love to hear as well And it's a lot of fun to dive into albums like this. Something that was pretty neat about this album is that uh, Peter Katz, who is the main vocalist, the front person of the band Pair, when he started compiling songs for the album, starting with summer of 2015, they didn't finish the recording process until January of 2019. So throughout those years, about uh, four, (laughs) took me a while there, uh, throughout those years um, Peter catches in various mental and physical places and so there's a lot of different things that come together to create this album the clearest answer that he can provide with what this album really is about is just that he was spending a lot of time observing and trying to process what his life was like and how to make sense of it the songs don't and joke are very clearly about what they are about he was really just trying to write more directly about a specific situation as opposed to a vague feeling. And he tried that on a couple of other tracks throughout this record. Um, but, you know, I think there are songs like don't that you can kind of just guess what they're talking about. Um, literally just by reading the lyrics, Peter Katz says throughout the song lines like, Why do you even need to say this? You act like you've never been in public. Why do you treat others like objects? Man, I'd hate to see how you treat objects. That's one of my favorite lines. It's kind of a little tongue-in-cheek. And we all kind of, I feel, have those people in our life that kind of make you wonder why they act that way. Um, But don't was specifically, initially, about a specific experience that, Peter Katz had with an old friend of his but it turned into a song about a general collective of stubborn and insensitive people with nasty worldviews or just otherwise unsavory behavior and feeling that um, having to deal with them uh, either every night or at work etc part of that feeling that comes through the song is that idea of you know you're a full grown adult why are you acting like this But even just beyond that, one of the goals that the band had while they were writing the songs was to achieve a level of scale, to not just talk about their interpersonal relationships, but also about the world at large and at various levels, the government, the environment or culture. And you hear that idea, you know, with the title A Healthy Earth, or if you look at the album cover, which is a picture of a landscape, but it's really just a miniature figurines on a landscape, which I think are so cool. The title of the album actually comes from a line in the song Multiverse, uh, where they say, In another universe, we have a healthy Earth. So, taking it out of context, it poses this question What does a healthy Earth look like? Do we have one? How do we get there? Or did we ever really have a healthy earth with humans on it? And do we deserve to have a healthy earth? Once that question is presented to us, we realize it was, you know, kind of what the band had been trying to ask themselves this whole time. Ranching off of that idea, um, the title came before the album art and soon after uh, Lombardi joined a pair in late 2015, Peter came over to his parents' house and his dad had been working on this model railroad for a really, really long time. They had built this train layout in their basement where, uh, when Peter was over, and he took a picture of it and kept it as his own background. And since that day, Peter Katz really just said that he doesn't care what their record sounds like. He was going to use that imagery as the album artwork. And it fits so perfectly with... Um, the album, and I think a healthy earth just really did all come together to encapsulate it. Like, did it? Did the egg? What came first, the chicken or the egg? What came first, the idea for a healthy earth, or the title, or the album artwork? I think the ideas maybe have been all floating around, and that's how they. Either if, even if one came before the other, they both are so intertwined that it doesn't really matter. We have three more songs to end off this album and we're we're gonna skip one but we got in my belly wilbur and have fun these are the last three tracks on a healthy earth before we jump into our next album of the day which is love Terra" by eric's trip you'll want to stick around right? But... back we're so happy to have you here on the show listening in you're listening to absent sounds here on Jam 99.1 fm reaching higher ground in windsor and detroit my name is weally mambo and i am one half of your deal with my twin sister we mambo we pick albums to dive into each week here on Jam. and we just finished our playthrough of the album a healthy earth by Pear. next up we got the iconic Album Love Terra, which was released in 1993 from the band Eric's Trip. Now, this is a really, I would say, you know, a cornerstone band, Canadian uh, indie rock band. And this album is one of the most popular from the band, but they have a whole, a really, really big discography, especially uh, when you consider the works of the artists. Of uh, the individuals that made up this band over the span of the last few decades. It's pretty impressive. But Eric's Trip was a Canadian indie rock band that hailed from Moncton, New Brunswick, and they formed back in 1990 when musicians Rick White and Christopher Thomas of The Forest joined Julie Dwaran and Ed Vaughn, who was later replaced by Mark Day, um, And they took the name Eric's Trip from the Sonic Youth song, They really had this distorted guitar, lo-fi sound that was so, uh, it was just so pivotal. And Rick White best described their sound as sappy, melodic pop music on on top of thick distortion. They were the first band, first Canadian band, I should say, rather, to be signed to Seattle Sub Pop Records in the early 1990s. Um, and even though the band broke up in 1996, they were reunited plenty of times back in 20, in 2001. And then again in August of 2006 to play at the Sappy Records Festival in Sackville, New Brunswick. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, the band released their first album of love, Tara or Tara. I'll say Tara because I knew Tara and that's how she spelled her name. Um, in 20, sorry, in 1993, I keep jumbling my dates here but the band is comprised of Julie Dwaran, Chris Thomas, Rick White, Ed Vaughn and Mark O'Day. but the principal songwriter throughout Eric's trip existence was uh, primarily the two people that will be coming up quite a few times throughout this record and that is Julie Dwaran and Rick White so pay attention to those two names we're going to begin our playthrough, and then we'll start diving into the story behind this iconic album with uh, the first three songs which are behind the garage anytime you want and then we got stove
2: C-Jam, 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit. We're gentle.
0: Hey, C-Jam listeners. Looking for more ways to connect with C-Jam programming? Try streaming C-Jam through iHeartRadio. Listen online... Download the iHeartRadio app or use your smart speaker. Okay, Google, play C-Jam on iHeartRadio. No matter where you are, experience C-Jam FM on higher ground. You heard it right in that PSA. You're listening to C-Jam 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. This is Absent Sounds, and the tunes that you heard... In that last set were the songs "Behind the Garage," "Anytime You Want," and "Stove," which come off of the album "Love Tara" by the Canadian band Eric's Trip. If this is your first time hearing the name Eric's Trip or ever hearing this album, this is a very great time to uh, progress in your musical education. Um, and this is for me as well because we're going to be diving into this album for the rest of the show today, um, and. We'll learn a lot about the individuals in this band and uh, the history of this album in the Canadian music scene. So when this band uh, was preparing this album, I mentioned earlier that the principal songwriters were Julie Duongan and Rick White. And those two dated throughout the pre-sub-pop era of Eric's trip while they were both in their late teens and early 20s. As the two shared vocal duties from songs to song, their voices really became what was crucial to what made the band work. The energy appealed to sub-pop when the label approached the band in 1992, Um, and then they were approached again in 1993 because they passed on it, Um, and they would make their official label debut then, and uh, what would... uh, that was just a precursor to their this album, Love, Tara. So just before the signing, though, things between White and Dwarren weren't going so well. In what would be a really, really crucial and pivotal decision, the couple took a romantic break. During that time, White began dating Tara Landry, um, also known as Tara Spratt of the band Orange Glass. And in a 2009 interview with Exclaim, Dwarren revealed that she found out through taped up pages in White's journal she says that it was really bad and she was she just read one line and she grasped what was going on and what it was and she got really really upset it led to them having this really really big fight and he later did apologize for all this stuff and she was still really feeling hurt the break then became a breakup and Mike White and Julie Dwaran tried to keep this from the band, mostly so Dwaran wouldn't have to feel ostracized or have any impact um, on the work that they're still doing. But the wounds were really, really deep, and both parties acknowledged that Dwaran never really forgave White. As I mentioned, we played the songs Behind the Garage, Anytime You Want, and Stove in that set. And while you can hear Dwaran singing backing vocals on Anytime You Want— Stove is the first time that we hear a duet from the two together. It's an early highlight and one of the most lyrically vague tracks on the record. Although it's really easy to feel a disconnect happening between the two. There's a moment in the song where they sing about the same moment or idea from the same from different perspectives rather loosely revolving around a stove at their friend Peter's house the verses nearly mirror each other perfectly with very slight changes in them both you can hear Julie Dwaran singing I wish you'd slow it down while White sings on the other end I wish you'd leave me be and you can start to hear the back and forth between the two as well as that disconnect And all this can really be a lot to deal with, as you can imagine. If you remember, they were pretty young during this time in their late teens, early 20s. And uh, at this time, you know, things really began to get weird for the band. Their relationship continued to be the center of the band. Um, Or I guess you could say more accurately, amused for the group as the band invested in an eight-track recorder and, you know, went to a basement and started recording what they thought would be an EP, but later evolved to an LP as they went on. And, uh, you know, as White still retained his role as a sole songwriter and the songs really began to take shape in this uh, era of the death of Nguyen and uh, and White's relationship, he eventually chose the title Love Tara, and yes, it was named after Tara Laundry. So, as you can imagine, this is a quite the soap opera drama that set the stage for such an emotional, uh, such an emotionally tense uh, record. And you know, you can imagine that Tara did feel like she was put in the spot, and even turned into a character from a drama, which. Uh, White definitely tries to say that she wasn't in a, in an interview. But I think that the tone of this record takes a confessionalist, vulnerable tone, specifically because of the ways that it's so open, as if you're reading a journal diary from all the, the parties involved in this uh, little triangle of sorts. We'll keep going down through the record with the next three songs coming up for you, which are going to be... Secret for Julie, Belly and Sunlight, these come off of the album Love, Tara. Secret for Julie is probably one of my favorite songs on this record, along with uh, the opener, which uh, was behind the garage. Um, But you can hear in Secret for Julie that not only is Dwaran's name right there in the title, but the words that she sings really directly outline the situation that she found herself in, even explaining the we were on a break stipulation. It's kind of weird to think that White was writing these words, which are so damning uh, to whom he was and what he did at the time. Um, But that's not what he wrote that sells it. It's really the way that Julie Duaron sings it. The minute she starts singing, the song fully becomes hers. And you can hear that she sounds dejected, lost, torn apart, uh, confused, and just frustrated all the emotions that come with heartbreak and it's it's kind of a lot to take in this is Absent Sounds on c Jam 99.1 FM my name is Weedy Mambo and I'm taking us through the album for Terra, which is Eric's Chips 1993 very iconic classic you name it album uh, it is a pretty interesting record to dive into and that's what we're diving into today for the last bit of our show. The three songs we played for you were Secret for Julie, Belly, and Sunlight. As I mentioned the record was released in 1993 and it's been decades since uh, the band has really had to think about the situation that surrounded the um, this album but White still pretty much likes this record. He's always been proud of everything that he's done, and that includes this record. It's always been, in his opinion, pretty sad to hear bands hating their early records. Um, And I do kind of like the analysis that he gives about it being kind of like opening your old journals and not being able to really hate them. I think that's uh, an attitude that I've tended to lean into when i read my old writing or see things about myself because i want to be kind to that past self because that past self is still a part of me um and i want to keep that identity uh, be kind to that identity and i think that's why white really loves them because it's true it's like a journal to him and he's never made anything to be a character and he's never written things that aren't personal. The way that he looks at it when he looks back at this record is more like an old photo album. And he just thinks that Love, Tara is a neat period. He loves drama of relationship crises, which I think is really toxic, by the way, Um, um, even if he is in the middle of them. And he tends to just think, wow, this is really interesting. And uh, he doesn't get too emotional. He gets more analytical that's one way to look at this relationship and obviously there are other parties involved and one really important part of this piece or piece one really important piece of the puzzle is julie duane and uh it's definitely a document of her experience as well And you can definitely get a good sense of Julie's perspective during this time period. The Gordon Street Haunting was released a year later, and it's a short album comprising just a few songs that were strongly influenced by Dwaran and White's breakup. And a few, after a few months of being on and off again uh, at the end of the album, you can hear part of Dwaran's goodbye message and what's on what seems to be White's answering machine. Again, that transparency in documenting the reality and being so vulnerable and open like a journal is the overall genuine quality that really struck a chord with Eric Tripp's young fan base and the public that really gravitated towards their stuff. And there were a lot of fans. You hear in uh, Gord Downie's song, called uh, Put It Off. He sings the words I Played Love, Tara by Eric Strip on the Day That You Were Born. You also have uh, records by Phil Elvram who says he was influenced by Eric Strip and he does have Julie Duaron singing on some of his work and I really love her, her vocals throughout his stuff too. So they have a pretty important role in the music scene and I guess it just extends further than this little moment in time where they uh, were in love and fell apart. I think uh, we'll end off with uh, a few more songs for you. We got May 11th, My Room, Blinded and Allergic to Love. You were listening to and Downs here on CGM, 99.1 FM as they're playing through the album. Love, Tara, by Eric's Trip. My name is Weedy Mambo, signing off. And I'll catch you next week. And stick around for great programming here on CJAM.
1: interesting